Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens. A production of WQPT. PBS for the Quad Cities region. A podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues, and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is The Cities. For months, we told you to take part in the census. It's in your best interest because a loss of people could be a loss of representation. Well, that's just what happened in Illinois, one of three states in the union that lost people, and now it lost one of its U.S. representatives. In fact, over the last 90 years, Illinois has lost 10 members to Congress as the state's political power on the national stage weakened. So now, with new census numbers, it's time for Illinois lawmakers, who are mostly Democrats, to draw new political boundaries. And every 10 years, Republicans cry foul. And every 10 years, there are calls for reform. One group, Change Illinois, has been making those calls long before this redistricting year, and I got a chance to talk with its executive director, Madeline Dubeck, from Chicago. There's always talk about getting politics out of redistricting. Um, is that really even possible? Uh, well, it's happening in a lot of places across the country. It just doesn't seem to be happening in Illinois at the state level. Well, let's be honest. I mean, a good point. I mean, is Iowa the example because of the way Iowa doing it with uh, legislative staff uh, approving the districts? They, they don't gerrymander much, uh, at least definitely not on the congressional level where they keep county lines intact. I mean, is that kind of what uh, Change Illinois would like to see is something along the Iowa standard? Well, we actually um, have push proposals to have actual residents of the state of Illinois, not legislative staff form a commission to draw districts. Uh, Iowa certainly has a, a good way to do it that is more nonpartisan and independent than the way Illinois does it. But, you know, Illinois is not like Iowa in many, many ways. Uh, you know, we would like to see regular residents involved in this process a little bit more. In Illinois, though, of course, the Democratic Party has such a supermajority in the legislature, that's power they wouldn't necessarily want to give up. And when it comes to redistricting, there's a lot of power involved in that. It's really all about power, uh, Jim. You know, it's about power and it's about the foundation of our democracy. And so people really need to get involved and pay attention. Um, if you have experienced situations when you go to the voting booth or fill out your ballot where you really don't see much competition, that's because politicians are drawing the districts to preserve their jobs and their self-interest. And so uh, we really need people to rise up and advocate for a different way that is less partisan and more independent. I definitely want to talk about Illinois in particular, but it is such a larger scale issue. I mean, you look at Texas, where uh, Republicans control the legislature, or Wisconsin, where Republicans control the legislature, or the Carolinas, and you've actually seen Democratic Party members just fleeing the state to avoid the vote to get rid of, you know, a, 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 a quorum. It's, it's really a nationwide problem, is it not? 
it is a nationwide problem and there is uh, at least a partial attempt to try to address it through HR1, which is known as the For the People Act. It's passed the House and is now in the Senate. The problem is that the Senate is so divided right now that I don't know that it's going to go anywhere in time to help us for this redistricting cycle. Now, are you talking, um, when you say HR1, are you talking about a, a federal HR1 or, or state HR1? Yes. I'm sorry? Federal, federal, federal resolution HR1 for the People Act includes a lot of democracy reforms, one of which is to mandate nationwide that independent commissions draw our congressional districts. So that would take care of things at the federal level but it doesn't really address anything within the state of Illinois with our state Senate and our state house uh, where we have seen just you know scores of races that have only one candidate or that are really not competitive. You were pointing that out. 62 legislative races were uncontested in 2020 in Illinois. That's an amazing number. It is, you know, out of 177 seats, they weren't all up for election, so the percentage is even higher, but it, it's the past several election cycles been close to half of the races that have only one candidate. When you factor in races that are not really competitive, that that, that second candidate doesn't really have a chance. That percentage has jumped as high as 80% in the past few election cycles. Now, if you take Chicago out of that equation, which is, you know, Cook County being so Democratic, is it still that same way for downstate and, and Western Illinois as well? It really is. You know, there's just not enough competition. And part of that is um, natural self-selection. We tend to live in areas where uh, people think the way we do and have the same political leanings that we do but we can still definitely do a better job when politicians draw their districts. They are, the first thing they're thinking about is how do I draw this so I can keep my job pick and pick my voters instead of voters picking them. Let's take a look specifically for Western Illinois, the 17th Congressional District. Sherry Bustos has just announced she's not gonna run for reelection in 2022. She won a very close race against Esther Joy King, the Republican, a newcomer Republican, in what would be described as a relatively safe Democratic district, the 17th, which edges a little into Rockford, edges a little into Peoria, and includes the Illinois Quad Cities. Do you think that with Democrats controlling, redistricting legislation in the coming year, that something will happen in whatever is configured as a 17th district, or whatever the number would be called in the future, that will make this area more Democratic? I mean, is that a concern of yours? Well, I think that Democrats in the supermajority are certainly going to try their best to do that. Uh, I think, you know, nationally, they're going to try to draw as many Democratic seats as possible. And so um, there will certainly will be an effort to try to shore up things in that area so that a Democrat can win again. I would be shocked if it were any other way. You know, no matter who has the power, whether it's Democrats and Republicans, and I've watched both happen in Illinois, uh, the party in power draws the districts to their advantage, plain and simple. And it has a huge impact for at least a decade. It has a huge impact on every single one of us for an entire decade, and it also affects lots of policy decisions that we all care about. So, you know, this may seem like an esoteric subject for a lot of people, but it is the foundation of our democracy. And when elected officials are drawing our districts, it's a form of voter suppression. Uh, you know, when they quash competition at the ballot box, that's voter suppression. Well, and as you know, in Illinois, when you take a, two, take a look at two of the linchpins 
for a political reform, you take a look at redistricting as well as term limitations. I mean, those are two major issues that people want to see, and we repeatedly see, as far as polls are concerned, that it's a popular issue. It, absolutely. In fact, uh, Change Illinois commissioned a scientific survey last year, and we purposefully picked a Democratic pollster that a lot of Democrats in Illinois use so that we were sure that they would be confident in the results. And we got historic levels of 75% support for independent redistricting in the state. Uh, you know, that's something that people have been clamoring for for years. A survey by the Paul Simon Institute out of Southern Illinois University at Carbondale has uh, shown similar results over many, many years. So tell me about the short term, because the long term would be, I would assume, a congressional, I'm sorry, congressional, a constitutional amendment or some change along that line, legislative. What can be done in the short term, though? Well, you know, uh, unfortunately, our efforts for the past several years to push for a constitutional amendment have been stymied by lawmakers. Uh, and now the governor is going back on his word to veto a partisan map. Uh, so we've been pushing for more transparency and accountability in the process. It's looking like the Democratic supermajority is going to propose maps and try to get them approved here in May. And so people need to pay attention and start contacting their elected officials and uh, ask them to unveil those maps and then allow for public hearings and time for all of us to understand what's been drawn and react to it. Uh, Ten years ago, when we went through this process, the maps were unveiled on the second to last day of session and were pushed through very quickly through the House and Senate in Springfield in a matter of 26 to 30, 24 to 36 hours. And that's just not accountable, transparent democracy. I remember that, too. And the outcry was fierce, but really there was no political ramifications afterwards. You know that this is a problem uh and it's it's frustrating because you can't really hold people accountable when they're picking their own voters right uh it makes it very difficult to hold them accountable but what we really need is for people to keep rising up and telling their elected officials they expect better you pointed out that you'd like to at least see public hearings after the lines are drawn and as you know the democrats have been holding statewide public hearings in regards to redistricting already no lines are seen so do you think it's just a dog and pony show right now to say hey look we did ask the public it's hard to conclude anything else jim you know they've hold, held scores of these hearings i would say close to 90 percent or more of them have been during hours uh, nine to five when most people are busy with work and they can't attend. There has been very little effort to publicize them and let people know about them. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk amongst officials about wanting to make sure that uh, everybody's voice is heard, but they won't tell us what data they're gonna use to draw these maps. They're doing very little to publicize the hearings. There's no accommodations being made for people who, for whom English is not their first language uh, or who may have disabilities. So. How do people meaningfully participate in these hearings when they don't have the census data and they don't know about the hearings and they don't have uh, any sense for you know, how their communities have changed over the last 10 years because we don't have the census data yet? You also brought up your organization. An interesting point is that you want to see a change in what's called 
prison gerrymandering, which is not something I had ever really considered, but where you count inmates uh, of, the, of the state prison system can also determine you know, the lines drawn for political reasons. Right. It tends to, as it stands now, uh, prisoners are counted at their place of incarceration. People who are incarcerated are, you know, typically in Illinois, the, the average term is a little bit more than two years, but they're being counted at that prison address for the next decade. And they don't get any representation there. When is the last time you heard about a state representative or a state senator providing services for a person who happens to be incarcerated? It doesn't happen. And so what, what it tends to do is inflate the power and the representation for those districts that contain prisons, and it steals that representation from uh, you know, communities of color, primarily in the city and the surrounding suburbs, because that is frankly where most of the uh, people who are incarcerated live. And so those communities uh, deserve that representation to have it back in their hands where it belongs. And so, uh, in fact, we did succeed in getting some prison gerrymandering language in and approved and signed into law. Uh, but at the last minute, in the wee hours of the morning, the effective date was changed until the middle of the next decade. So the first chance we have to address this inequity is in 2030 now. Yeah, exactly, because, uh, because the middle of the decade does you no good right now. Absolutely. Let's talk about what people can do, because as you have seen over the last few months, this is a polarized but also much more a politicized uh, society that we live in right now, uh, getting people fired up, let's say, to uh, uh, support changes in how Illinois draws its lines, maybe greater now than ever because of social media and the fact that people now believe in some ways they do have a stronger voice. And, you know, um, when politicians draw their districts, that really contributes to the hyperpolarization that we're seeing in our society right now, uh, because what tends to happen is that elected officials, incumbents really only care about whether they're going to have a primary challenge. And uh, that tends to push them to the fringes of their party. Uh, and so it contributes to this hyperpartisanship that we have. So people really need to get involved and understand that um, the, one of the solutions to that and, and trying to find more instances of compromise that will benefit all of us is for us to stand up and say no more to gerrymandering. Change Illinois Executive Director Madeline Dubeck. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.